What's going on, everybody? Episode 105 of Birds vs. Boys. This is Aiden here. If you're wondering why I'm doing the intro, I know you're used to Kevin doing the intros. He's great with our lead-ins, our intros. He will not be with us tonight. Don't fear. There's nothing wrong. He has a very special absence. And if you are listening the day of the release, he has a very special announcement today. So he will not be with us tonight, but... He has a very valid and special excuse that we are excited for him. In his place, I apologize to Cowboys fans because this is going to be an Eagles-centric show. We have our guys from the Flipping the Birds pod. We had been on their podcast previously during Dallas Hate Week, both Kevin and I. So we brought them on to do an Eagles roundtable discussion. We expanded on our conversation from last week about the offseason needs for the Eagles. We talked Russell Wilson. We talked to Sean Watson. And then we got into draft stuff as well. So it was a great conversation around the table with those guys. And then obviously at the end, we had Vince carrying us with the TikToks, top three destinations for Russell Wilson this offseason. So again, no Kevin tonight, but we're excited for him. We're excited for him to be back, and we're excited for his announcement. If you're listening day of, make sure you're following him on Twitter at KMS22, and we'll be announcing from our podcast page as well, at Birds vs. Voice Pod. So without further ado, here it is. Episode 105 of Birds vs. Boys. Chris Hansen here, and I'm going to need you all to take a seat right over there and check out Birds vs. Boys. I think you're completely right here, and I hate it. Idiots. Stop doing dumb things. I got two phones. Upside alert. Upside alert. I might go insane. I think you're already there. There's no hope. Hope is gone. If this was an AFC North podcast, we'd be done in 15 minutes. Bob Hope. I'm going to drink bleach the team you promised me you were gonna be this year this is the consciously hopeful podcast i'll be watching all right we now welcome on our friends from flipping the birds podcast as we mentioned we've been on their show before have a great rapport with them happy to have them on filling in tonight i've already apologized to the cowboys fans they know they're not getting a lot of cowboys content tonight aside from maybe making fun of their fans for crying in the fourth <laughs> quarter against the 49ers in the wild card round but mm-hmm. it'll be a lot of eagles content tonight we've got our guys brian and morgan fellas how are you doing i'm doing good i'm doing good i'll try i'll try and go easy on the cowboys fans i know you got a lot of them so uh you know condolences um can't say i didn't see it coming but uh, I'm excited to talk some birds. I know Brian is too. Oh, definitely am. I mean, I feel like we didn't get to really talk birds yesterday um, when we spoke our, to, to Cole. So mm-hmm. I'm definitely looking forward to to breaking a lot of a lot of hearts tonight. Mm-hmm. It, it's funny because on this podcast we walk a fine line because oh. it's clearly fifty fifty. You're supposed to tell me the rules beforehand. No, <laughs> right, no, no. Right. So here's here's the thing. Like we we're always fifty fifty, and then we'll have like a Cowboys guest on, and I'm very friendly. After that Cowboys lost, I was like in tears just yeah, laughing yeah, at yeah. their pain. Like it was all off the table. <laughs> yeah. No, I uh, I didn't put a whole lot of money on, on the games, but I definitely put money on, on San Fran. I don't know. It, it's tough. I, I would hate to be in that position, but as an Eagles fan, it's fantastic. I love it's kind of it. like that Thanos in um, GIF where it's like I am the in- in- inevitable. When the Cowboys yeah, reach the yeah. playoffs, like you know what's gonna happen. They're not gonna they're not gonna advance. It's just it hasn't happened in years. They're probably the most overrated franchise, even though I'm Oof. a big fan of um Dak. Yeah, yes, outside sure. of that, they're a very overrated franchise, and they still see the Lambie bastards. Yeah, I I think about that all the oh, time. Oh, wait, is this but... like uh, like no holds bar? Can I just speak freely or oh yeah, 
Oh, okay. I just want to make sure. Yeah, yeah Morgan yeah. gave me the blue eye look. Oh no, yeah. no, no, no. We we swear quite a quite a bit. So okay, cool. <laughs> You're right. good. Pretty much. So our I remember our first episode after a game, like we started our podcast last season, and like it was so subdued. There was really nothing to argue about between us mm-hmm. because we weren't even sure the NFL season was going to happen with COVID. Mm-hmm. Right. And then both of our teams lost week one, and it was just like a free for all. <laughs> Every other word was the F word. Just, <laughs> just we lo- remember we lost the Washington football team, blew a seventeen nothing lead, and all bets were off at that one. Yeah, no, uh, we were that, at the bar like, for that, that game. That triggered a really sad memory, like one of those core memories losing losing that that first that week one game. Like, I got don't know. You just mentioned it, and I just got sad all of a sudden. That was that was oh, tough. It was so promising, and you, you thought you had a talented team. Rager catches a deep bomb, and mm-hmm. I don't yeah. think he's done anything productive ever since. And yeah, yeah. he really Peaked. hasn't done anything productive. I mean, even no. his um his um social media is declining. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> at least at least some entertainment. He's everything's in a negative. <laughs> Went from 34 photos to one. Oh, classic. That's such a classic move when you just delete all the photos. Yeah. But let's let's talk about that because so last week Kevin and I did our most pressing offseason needs. Number one for me was a dynamic wide receiver opposite of Devontae Smith. Obviously, at this point, I hmm. think it's safe to say it's not going to be Regger. How do you guys feel? What are your most pressing needs for the Eagles this offseason draft free agency? What are we looking for? Brian, you want to go first? You want me to create the chaos and you just come in and like kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. sure. Yeah, like the Joker leaving the hospital. Let's all right. <laughs> yeah, there you go. The most pressing need is quarterback. Ooh. There's no way around it. And I, I'm sorry. And Morgan, you can attest to this because you are my witness. Mm. The beginning of the season, I was big on Jalen Hurts. I this like this guy was the guy for me. I feel like he was the second coming of Donovan McNabb or Rand- I even compared him to Randall Cunningham at sometimes. Wow. Um, but after seeing him, you saw a kid that was that's gifted for sure. Gifted with his legs. Um, he can he can definitely, you know, pull a locker room together, which is great to have that kind of A1 personality. But he's not an A1 player to me now. Like if you actually look at the tape, like at times he looks so lost. And I think there was a stat out there where he had the most time in the pocket without doing anything with it. It was the weirdest thing in the world, but I was reading about it, and he was literally number one, and it blew my mind. So now thinking about it, like everybody's saying, okay, no, you have to use these draft picks. You have to use these draft picks. Why? Everybody was clowning Howie Roseman before last year's draft, saying that he couldn't draft. Why do you want the guy that can't draft to draft all of a sudden? (laughs) Why are you so sold on Jalen Hurts? Like, What has he done to you besides, say, great punchlines in press conferences? Mm -hmm. Like, That's all he's done. Outside of the Chargers game, I feel like there's not really a, a, a game, a career-defining game he's had. And I get he's 23 years old. But let's also remember, we're in Philadelphia. We're in probably the most demanding sports when city now, in the when world. Now. Yes. Think about They ran Ben Simmons out of town. I gave I him five that. years to figure it yeah, out. Yeah. <laughs> I think he ran, he ran himself out of town. He had five but, years to shoot like 70% from the free throw line. He was shooting 34 in the playoffs. Yeah. Okay, poor, 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 poor guy. All right, poor thought. Um, but my thing is, it's like we're a win now city, and on top of that, with a win now city, you need a win now quarterback. Mm-hmm. Now, are the Eagles one quarterback away from a Super Bowl? No, and I'm gonna kill your your the people's delusional comments after that. They're not. But having a Russell Wilson throwing to a Dallas Goddard, throwing with anticipation to a Devonte Smith and a Quez Watkins, and also bringing Russell Wilson also att- attracts another free agent. You get that, you know, that A1 or um, A2 receiver. 
You could trade for a Calvin Ridley who will want to play with Russell Wilson. You could trade for it, and you could sign Allen Robinson or Mike Williams who will want to play with Russell Wilson. Like that's what it's all about. It's all about bringing you know bringing the the hot commodity to the city so he could bring his friends to come and play. Now, yes, you you give up you know two first round picks, probably okay, three, maybe even three. Uh, I, I feel four. like that. I feel like that's maybe so. You no, know, I feel like that's so um overrated. Uh, that that the idea that you're going to trade three first round picks for Russell Wilson. I don't think that's on the table. I think two first round picks, a possible player, and even a second pick next year or even this year's second round pick gets it done. And you bring him to town. You have the rest of the draft to actually get these guys who are falling into the third round, falling into the fourth round. You could get great players in the later rounds. Look at Jason Kelsey. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at you know, Antonio Brown. I mean, poor subject now, but you can great you can <laughs> find the diamonds in the rough. Yeah. Yep, and sure. then Russell Wilson is going to win you, win you games. He's going to keep the offense in the games when the defense is not doing their job, opposed to us free falling like, oh, you know, it's not on Jalen Hurts. No, it is on Jalen Hurts. He didn't make that first down pass. He didn't make that third down pass. Like, we got to stop babying this kid. We've coddled too many players in this city, and it's gotten to the point where it's just we're looking really foolish out here. I'm a little tired of it. <laughs> so QB need <laughs> that. So. I, I don't know if you guys can see in the background. So Vince is in the background. Yeah. He is he's he's not there right now, but he was when you said it, and his eyes lit up. He's probably yeah. back there wiping off tears of joy because you made his job so easy. <laughs> in two minutes of being on, you have his teaser clip for tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. His, podcast. his work is already done. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. I mean, you told him to create some chaos. Then. Puerto uh, Rican yeah. rants on on yeah, the yeah, yeah. boys. <laughs> Perfect. Right off the bat. Love it. Yeah. Well, it's 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 a good thought, though. And uh, Morgan, you can answer this because I know Brian kind of gave his idea of what it would take. Mm-hmm. I, Colin Coward today said Eagles should trade for Russell Wilson for first round picks in mm-hmm. Darius Slay. That to me seems just like an unrealistic Madden type trade. Yeah. What do you think it would <laughs> actually take to get this done? And would that price be worth it? Yeah, I think I think if it's I think if it's just picks, you're probably looking at three picks, uh, maybe a, a mid round kicker. Uh, I mean, it is Russell Wilson, right? So you know, you're talking about a, a quarterback that a lot of people think is generational. So I think that alone is you know value enough to say you know we, we deserve three first, and and that's probably not three first this year. I think that's probably two picks um, this year, and then one in the future. Um, you, you might be able to find some value, like, you know, uh, an Andre Dillard. I think that they'd be interested in their line has sucked for so long. If they're trying to rebuild that deal could even include Jalen hurts. I don't see why that you'd keep them if you're trading for Russell. Wilson. So then it's maybe two first rounds, Andre Dillard, Jalen hurts, and, you know, a mid round kicker, something like that. Um, but I think the equivalent of three first round picks plus is, is what's it get, like going to like, you're talking about Seattle whose entire identity has been Russell Wilson for the last couple of years. For some reason, they still want to run the ball and be a running team. I think that they just have that one play stuck in their head and they're like, okay, we'll just, mm-hmm. you know, we don't want that one play to happen again. So we're just going to run the ball. Um, but essentially they, they built this entire team. So that like, that's talking about, I think a lot of people have been thinking about from the Eagles perspective, but from, from the Seattle Seahawks perspective, that's, that's a full rebuild. Like that trade right there means you are not going to win for the next foreseeable future so i think that's what they're thinking 
Um, you know, I think that if you do tra- trade them, Jalen Hurts, like that J- Jalen Hurts in that trade is not a quarterback they think they're going to go to the Super Bowl with. He, he'd be a stopgap, I think. And then if he turns into something, fantastic. But I think that's why you need the three first-round picks uh, that Seattle's talking for and slay. That's ridiculous. No, that's like, what's the point? I don't see the point for the Eagles. The whole point is that you're in a win-now mode and you would get rid of your best defensive playmaker at this point. I don't understand that. Yeah, totally agree. And I also mm-hmm. think Russell Wilson has enough pull at this point in his career where he can, he can almost dictate to a point where he would want to go. Right. And if we were giving up four first-round picks and Darius Slay, he arguably our best him. defender, why would he want to come here? Yeah. Because, mm-hmm. you know, like it'd be impossible to build around him then. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. So I, I think that's uh, – that's something to keep an eye on because I know the the odds uh, at the sports books boosted this week in terms of the the Eagles getting him. The mm. Sean Watson thoughts. Any? Do you guys want him, or is it just too far gone with what's going on? Uh, I I just think that that's not like like Brian said. That's like you're not a quarterback away. So I mean, I hate to think of it in terms of football because it's it's far beyond that at this point. Um, you know, I hate even the thought of having to justify cheering for a guy just because yeah. he's on my team. Like that's that's a tricky conundrum, especially you know, like I got so many women in my family that I hold near and dear that have a really hard time wrapping their brains around me me cheering for that guy. Like it's a tricky situation, even if he's acquitted um, or nothing happens. Um, but like, what's why risk it if you're mm-hmm. like? It sucks to say like if you're not going to win a Super Bowl, it's not worth it. But like, and if you're thinking of the Eagles' terms, like that you you know you lose a lot of people cheering for your team. I think that this is a team too, that's done a really good job of not drafting those players, right? Like there's been so many people that should have been on the Eagles radar talent wise that they taken off just because of behavioral issues or, you know, a problem. Um, you know, you, you think about like Joe Mixon, for example, you know, uh, and stuff like that. They, they've, they've avoided, there was that corner that went to um, the Raiders and ended up being a really good player that we had on our roster. I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but you know, we, we, we avoided those players. So what, what, what changes? I don't think, I don't think it's worth selling your soul for that. I agree. Brian, what do you feel? Still kicking the tires on him or no? <laughs> so personally, no, but um, if it was, if it was going to be any franchise to help this kid turn his career around, why would we overlook the Eagles knowing what they've done in the past? Michael Vick, um, for example, I'm not saying they should. I have, you know, I have a four year old daughter. I have, you know, a lot of women in my family and I don't agree with everything that Deshaun has done. Um, and I don't think he's worth the value, to be honest, because it, it, it's like it's a king's ransom. They want what, five or seven picks or something like that or great players. Um, I wouldn't I wouldn't risk it, but I wouldn't overlook the Eagles either. Um, the report came out last year where Howie Roseman was willing to go above and beyond, hire his own investigative team to help the situation. Like that's to me, that's kind of wild. And that's, yeah. that screams. The fact like, that he hey, has his own investigative team. Yeah, like, who like, is this guy? Yeah, of course he does. Team. Of course he does. has his own law and order by his side. Like who the hell are you? Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I wouldn't. Yeah. 
isn't that a red flag though? Like that if, is if a you're super red flag. Trading a guy and you need to like hire the cast from Law and Order yeah, to, yeah, you yeah. to like figure out if he should be on the team. Doesn't that <laughs> like say, hey, maybe this could be a bad idea? Although how, but, how he seems like the guy he sends his investigative team after the dude that he went in for the 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 fist bump and you know it looked a little weird. He probably sent an investigative team over here, like find whatever dirt you can. We need to sewer <laughs> sewer. You know what I mean? He just yeah, yeah. Like find dirt on him to drive the price down so that yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> Yeah. I wouldn't risk it, man. I mean, it's it's too much. I and I think um when he did do that, it was just signs of desperation because they didn't know what they had in Jalen Hurts. Mm-hmm. Now they know they have a stopgap QB if you don't go for Russell Wilson. Um, but I it's off the table for me personally. But I just I wouldn't count them out. They're gonna be in the rumors no matter what because how he says anybody that's available, we're gonna look into it. I think that's the most fair way to put it. Is it realistic to assume one of those quarterbacks will be on the roster next year? No, but it is the Eagles, and they clearly <clears throat> recognize the pressing need for franchise quarterback and will always go above and beyond to find the guy. Um, so that's definitely one of the most pressing needs. The other ones I mentioned last week, so I said defensive end, it's probably not going to have Derek Barnett back. Mm-hmm. And then just like acknowledging that the linebacker position exists. So those were two of mine. Do you guys have any others aside? I know we touched a lot on quarterback. Anything else you can think for this team coming up this year you want them to focus on draft free agency? Safety. I beat you to it. What? <laughs> safety. It has to be safety. Yeah. For me, it has to be safety. Like you need that you need that dog in the back of the secondary. Um we had it in Malcolm. Malcolm was mm-hmm. a complete dog. Um one of my favorite players of all time wearing in midnight green. Then you had Brian Dawkins at one point. I don't think Ronnie McLeod is it. I don't think Anthony Harris is it. I think a player like Marcus Williams through free agency makes the most sense in the world. Um, but you need that quarterback on your secondary to, to pair with Darius Slay going forward. Like it just has to happen. I don't think you go to the draft for a safety. I think, I think adding to it, um, I mean, it's kind of a broad answer, but I think just finding a defensive identity, like clearly this is a team that Jonathan Gannon wants to build kind of from the, from the secondary up. Like he wants to build a really smart, uh, versatile secondary, and that just hasn't been the case for, for, for the last couple of years. You know, that's not how Jim Schwartz built his team. That's not really the philosophy of the front office here as well. So if they're going to stick with the defensive front as, you know, the the where they hang their hat, clearly that needs to be addressed in the first round, right? You don't have a complimentary um, player. Like maybe they move Josh Sweat over. Maybe it's Brandon Graham and Josh Sweat. Um, but you still, like, they've always had that kind of third guy, third rotation guy. And who knows how long Brandon Graham's going to be here. So if that's if that's what they decide to go with, then it needs to be defensive end. Um, I wouldn't be surprised even if they even go defensive tackle early just to have that extra guy, just to be – you know, that much more versatile. They can put all kinds of packages. Um, but I'm hoping that they go the other way and they and they get, get the safety first. Like, I just think that fits better into what Jonathan Gann is trying to do. Um, I think, I mean, Brian, you know, Brian kind of saw my thunder with that. But I think also addressing the other side of the line. I think the offensive, the offensive line, um, like center, center is the big deal, right? If Jason Kelsey leaves, um and it sounds like he's coming back this year but it's you know he's always flirting with retirement like i feel like jason kelsey's just going to disappear into the night one time we're never going to hear from him again it's going to be like that uh oh man why am i blanking on the name of that movie uh goodwill hunting you know what i mean like he's just gonna leave a note on the door and he's just gonna be gone right like that's how it's gonna be it would be the perfect you know he's just gonna like disappear tonight in, in that mummer's fit you know and just like just galloping away like so we need we need you know we need that 
next option because that has been a mainstay of the offense for so long. And I think we'll see just how important center is once Jason Kelsey leaves. So I think, um, you know, my ideal first round is probably defensive end, linebacker slash safety, and then a center. That would be perfect. That however, actually, go for wide it. Rece- wide receiver is, you know, you said wide receiver, so I can't say wide receiver. But I think I think this is a pretty deep class of wide receivers, actually. So I think you can get one in the second round. I was about to say the same thing. I was going to say that is my exact like draft order of like mm-hmm. linebacker, defensive end, and then center. Cause I know that kid from Iowa, Tyler Lindenbaum, right. his comp is Jason Kelsey. So that just mm-hmm. feels like it makes too much sense for it not to happen. Mm-hmm. But I think that would be my, my, my three as well. If you were drafting it, mm-hmm. do you guys think like, so you talked about the way Jonathan Gannon wants to build his defense and kind of from the back to the front and kind of building this smart where secondary where they're, they're the brain of the operation. Do you think that's why his defense looks so bad at times this year? Because Jim Schwartz did it one way and then they had to completely revamp it in one year when Jonathan Gannon took over. Absolutely. I mean, I think it's personnel. The, the fact of the matter, he has Jim Schwartz sloppy seconds on the roster. <laughs> that's the best yep. way to look at it i mean personnel wise you, you saw the the pushback that fletcher cox gave him um you saw what he tried pulling off with Derek martin coverage things of that sorts it's just it just didn't make sense and i think that's gonna be a huge um a huge um we're gonna say point of emphasis for the offseason mm-hmm. i think they're gonna really revamp this defense to, to kind of fit john gannon since they already have the offense that fits sirianni except for quarterback um <laughs> It's gonna make. I wouldn't be surprised if they go heavy on free agency with with um defensive players. Mm. I think I think Jonathan Gannon too kind of fell victim to like Eagles fans expecting certain like markers of success on like we got used to pressure rate. That's what we want to see. We want to see sacks. Mm-hmm. We want to see you know QB hits, and we want to see like time in the pocket. That's what we're used to, right? Our defense is good if we have those three or four things. And we didn't have those this year, but the difference is, you know, third down completion rate was really good. And I think those got overlooked. Like the defense as a whole is not great, but there's signs like they're like, um, you know, long passes. We didn't allow a whole bunch of, there's a couple here and there, Um, you know, air yards were pretty low. And I think, you know, obviously we were allowing those like easy passes. We saw a lot of that, like they were playing off coverage, allowing like little dink and dunks, but but those are the markers of a good pass defense is they're not allowing big plays. Um, you know, the, the completion rate and all that stuff, a lot of it was tight ends and we just didn't have the backers for it. So I think like, I think that we thought this defense was even worse than it was because we were used to seeing, okay, you know, Fletcher Cox is in the quarterback's lap every other play. So we have a good defense and it wasn't happening this year, but we also weren't seeing, you know, Jalen Mills getting beat for 150 yards a game. So <laughs> yeah. like there's, there's improvement. And I know that, that Darius Slate helps, but, you know, on the other side, it was like, who knows how that could have been? Who knew that Avante Maddox was going to take the leap that he did? He, you know, showed signs as well. But I think I think there are certain things. Uh, it just, you know, like Brian said, some personnel issues. And then just like it, it doesn't look like a complicated off- uh, defense. But I think that there's stuff that he wants to do that is complicated. And we just saw him kind of testing those things out and trying them out. And they just clearly didn't work. It very much felt... Uh, since the time he was hired, he's been mm-hmm. a hot name. And it's like, you're not going to have him long because he's going to be a head coach soon. And this whole time, our entire fan base was just like, what are we missing? What's going mm-hmm. on that, <laughs> that every right. quarterback is completing 75% of the passes against us. Mm-hmm. And this guy is the next hot thing. <laughs> it was just so right. funny to watch. It was very mind boggling. 
it was just like like i don't understand nfts and i feel like jonathan gannon is like nfts i'm just like that is the perfect what everybody example. else is getting yeah that's yeah. the perfect example of gannon you need to quote that and like throw it out there on like a nice little gif or something like that yeah because that makes all the sense in the world like nobody gets what makes this guy special but then again like People this roster this oh well, yeah the personnel to begin with wasn't special to start i mean defensive line yeah it was great but we didn't have a secondary. We just got Anthony Harris, and we just got, um, just got Steven Nelson. Linebackers has always been a weakness, so it's kind of like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We were kind of using one too many stopgap guys on mm-hmm. defense for it, mm-hmm. for it to ever work. So um, we'll see where it goes from there. Now, I know you guys have been doing some draft research. Who would you have on your show last night? Cool strange. Cool strange. <laughs> Gotcha. It was actually Morgan's um Morgan's younger brother, Cole Strange. Yeah, apparently we look similar. I don't know. They had the I same hairdo yesterday. Everything was the same. And they were very yeah. excited to talk to each other. Did you yeah. guys like know going in? Were you like, this guy looks like me when you, no. when you guys interviewed him and everything like that? Actually, no, he, was, he looks uh, a lot more ginger in his profile, too. He was, didn't look so ginger on, uh, you know, maybe it was just the lighting. I don't know. It was actually a listener that brought it to our attention when he said that, hey, like Morgan looks like Cole's younger brother. And it just yeah. had the same hair, you know, like, uh, the the third Manning brother. So, like, you know, at some point, you just got to draw the line. Like, I'm not taking that. Okay. Forehead's not that big, man. I don't <laughs> see that. I'm wearing the hat today, though. So. Are, you, are you feeling secure today? Is that what you're wearing the hat? Oh, man, yeah. you know, I didn't sleep while I was tossing it. bro. I have no forehead. Like, it's just like yeah black hole uh, maybe that's maybe that's the key i just gotta shave it off match you and chris chris shaved his head too oh, yeah, so. that's what happens apparently on the podcast i saw yeah. that yeah you guys are in solidarity just going no hair all beer yeah. mm-hmm. i have no there's nothing special about me anymore man i made so <laughs> many i made so many puns about uh being bald like last night i was just like oh, i'm gonna get back and then the next day I, you know i had them ready but who knows okay, when chris man, you're gonna run out rogan one day don't worry about it yeah i know <laughs> I, yeah, I, guess, I guess that day comes for everybody. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's sure. coming. Don't worry about it. That's why you got to embrace the beard. Yeah. I always worry about it because my hair, like, I'm red. Like, it's, you know, I don't think mm-hmm. you can just dye this if it goes a different color or if it starts to feed or anything. Uh, you know, it, everybody it, likes a little salt and pepper. That's not a bad thing. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that's going to how, how it's going to yeah. have to be. I have no other choice but to just go that way. <laughs> All right. So before we let you guys go, let's talk a little bit draft. We've got a few months here, but this is the time we start kind of getting in the trenches, watching the YouTube videos, doing all the homework. Um, I know you guys are kind of into the late round guys. I have not gotten there yet. I'm barely out of the first round. Um, who do you That's guys have? Been doing. Brian's been doing. Brian will have more to say with the new guys, I think. Perfect. All right. We'll combine them together. Morgan's got our late round diamonds in the rough. And then Brian's got our first rounds. We can't miss this obvious talent, guys. So where do you guys want to start? You want to go diamonds in the rough, or you want to go first round? Uh, I can, I can, I can start. Uh, I've mostly been looking at receivers. So um, there's a, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know why. It was just the first one I picked. There's some, there's some corners too. Like so, I did a, I did a, a lot of um, film work with the East West Shrine game. I feel like there's a lot of late round guys. Um, Wanye Thomas is like a, a big hitter. There was. Um, uh, I don't know all the names of their Baylor safety uh, Petre or something like that. P P I T R E. I'm probably mispronouncing that, but I think he, he was part of the senior bowl. He looked really nice. Um, we're going to have, uh, I think, uh, yes, yes, here, Taylor, um, he's wake forest. He was like a, 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 a nice, he, he had a nice game uh, in terms of 
these are all these are all corners and DBs. But in terms of wide receiver, the guy I really like is uh, Eric. And I might I might butcher this name, but as you can, he he, plays, he goes to Texas Tech. Um, but just like a big body, he reminds me of a lot of like, um, and he's not as polished or, or you know he might not hit those numbers those combine numbers, but he reminds me of like a DK Metcalf guy. Like everything this yeah. dude does is just like he's just big, muscle strong. Um, he competes. Uh, and he just, I don't know, for whatever reason, kind of being overlooked right now. Um, I, th- I think he's definitely a second round talent, whether or not he gets drafted in the second round. Like this is a pretty stacked wide receiver class. And, and we had mentioned it too. Um, there's a lot of options in the second and third rounds for wide receiver and a lot of complimentary options, there's a lot of big bodies. Um, what I saw, I think that was most impressive about Eric is, um, and I'm going first name. That's you know a weird thing, but I'm I can't I can't you do know the last each other name. that well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that much research. I know you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, um, but I think like the the one thing I saw in film with a lot of these guys is just concentration drops. And like as Philly fans, like those just drive us nuts. Like how many times have we seen these guys drop balls that are right in their hands? Um, and there was none of that on Eric's film. Like I just it was it was really good. Like really solid. I know that like everyone wants Christian Watson out of out of North North Dakota, and um, you know if they can grab him, great. I don't think they're going to spend a first round pick on a receiver after doing it two years in a row. Um, so a second round guy that's like that's similar um, similar build, similar skill set is uh, the Texas te- Texas Tech guy. I'm yeah. all in on the Texas Tech guy. You, yeah. All you had to do is say he's close to DK Metcalf, and I'm yeah, yeah. For sure. Remember when DK <laughs> fell and like their reason, like he ran like a, what a four four two forty, and their reasoning was like, well, he just has straight line speed. Yeah, just like mm-hmm. yeah, a, a nagging right. high ankle thing. Yeah, like, those go away. Like that's not <laughs> career ending. But they yeah. drafted Sidney Jones in the second round. Yeah, yeah. on real, and it's just like turns out he was he was good because he's the most athletic guy there and everyone yeah. knew he's the most athletic guy yeah, there exactly <laughs> didn't think that would translate that still boggles my mind that he fell down to like 60th overall or something yeah. like that. what was a like, similar to the uh, the byron jones thing right like just like combine records and then people were like i don't know like, maybe he's just an athlete and then you know get the <laughs> deal with the dolphins after he leaves uh, yeah like well god like, forbid he's only a great athlete <laughs> yeah exactly <Okay. laughs> yeah exactly yeah know. well i'm in i'm gonna be uh i'll definitely be adding him to my youtube watch list that's how i determine all my guys mm-hmm. I YouTube game film and mm-hmm. if they pop then i'm in if they don't then i'm not Easy. Yeah, I don't do the advanced. This this is one of the, the more t- fun films to watch, man. He's he's he's, he's fun to watch. So, Perfect. Yeah. I am in. All right, Brian. I know there's there's a lot of names because we have three first round picks, but mm-hmm. give me a few you'd like to see. So obviously, I mean, I would love for them to go wide out in the first round, which Morgan um, kind of scolds me about. <laughs> I would love to see the Chris. Um, I, I was I can never see see if I pronounce this the right way. Is Chris um Alave or is it Chris Alave? Olave. Olave. Yeah. Olave. I would love to yeah. see him paired with uh, Devontae Smith. I would love to see Traylon Burks as well. But I feel like there's one name and one position we were overlooking in the first round that's a, a definite need. And it's cornerback. Bring the sauce to Philly. Yeah. A 6'2 cornerback that can play well in zone and that can play even well in man who hasn't really hit that point where it's like, you know, he knows what he's doing like to his full potential yet. Mm-hmm. I want that. I want that in Philly. I want that with the, Darius. Like. The stats on that guy are nuts. It's something I posted today. Hasn't allowed a touchdown in his entire college career. That's phenomenal. Like, <laughs> like what? It doesn't get better than that. Imagine like 
you know me you know how many billboards you could have with the sauce like just, just oh, yeah, playing yeah. along with that like throw some sauce on a cheesesteak or something like that like i want gardner along along um lining up alongside darius darius slate for the next two years and then after that you translate it to, to garner and Vontae maddox you hope that tay godwin um you know develops into something good mm-hmm. and you just go from there but you need they, they need a strike on cornerback this in this draft um if they don't make the move for Russell Wilson, I think you use some picks and you trade up because I feel like he won't fall past um, the top 10. You have to make that move. The moment that Stingley's gone, Garner's going to be up next within one or two picks. Yeah. So you got to make that move straight up. I Ideally, like, you know, I wouldn't go cornerback. I would love to go offense again, but it, to me it has to be um, cornerback and then linebacker, Nicobe Dean. Like, you need, you, know, you need a dog. I, I mentioned you need a dog on defense. Fletcher Cox is an old dog. He's, he's just aging. He's not he's not who he used to be. And the Kobe Dean behind Fletcher Cox, behind Javon Hargrave, behind um Milton Williams, like Josh Sweat, like that's who you need back there. Usually you, you need that that scary face, that that guy who's gonna be um intimidating offenses for years to come. Mm. I'm glad you touched on those two guys because they feed into two of my draft theories. I have very stupid but make sense draft theories. So one, some people are just too cool to fail. Ahmad mm. Sauce Gardner is yes. just too cool to fail. And I yeah. I went to Temple, so I watched a lot of AAC football, probably more than a normal, reasonable human being would watch. Yeah. He's just like popped. He's all over the field. Like you can tell where he is in the field. You know, he's just one of those guys mm-hmm. that your eyes just go to him, which doesn't happen often for a quarterback. You know, mm-hmm. you're usually watching the offense, stuff like that. But he's tall, so he kind of sticks out and he's always making plays. And I remember vividly they have like the uh their turnover thing was like the dunk um like they had a basketball hoop and just like him picking a guy off multiple times in a game and just going over the sideline just windmill dunking the football like the the kid's just too good to fail Mm -hmm. and then (laughs) with nicobe dean my other theory is just draft the best players on the best team that's why i love Devontae smith he won a heisman Mm -hmm. he's the best receiver Right. Play for Alabama, won a national championship. Like sometimes it's just easy. Kobe yeah. Dean was an amazing athlete and an amazing linebacker on one of the best college defenses we've ever seen. Mm-hmm. That pick fails. I'm not going to be that angry because you went for the best player on the best team. Yeah, I completely. Man, agree. I, I was not a theory at all. <laughs> Patrick Queen when he, you know, he when he was an option, and you know, you you know, he t- he takes some time, right? Like, but you just bet on those guys. Yeah. It reminds me of like JC Horn. JC Horn's a cool dude. And, mm-hmm. you know, obviously I had the injury, but it's just like similar to what you say. Like, I don't know. Cool dudes and good players on good teams always work out. Yeah. That, that hits like both of your guys together. Like, cool dude, dog, JC yeah. Horn right there. Like, yeah. I think he'll be good for years to come, even though he had that a foot injury. But yeah. So those are my theories. I'm glad that we, uh, <laughs> that you hit on all those. They guys. aligned. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like how he wants to do the opposite too. How he wants to like, Get the small school guy that's not very cool. That like I feel like know, that's he, a thing of the past though. Now ever since the Devonte Smith and um Landon Dis- Landon Dickerson. Um, yeah, yeah, but he does he does seem like he's kind of looking for that girl next door where he just kind of like takes off the glasses, put a little makeup on it, and all of a sudden they're a first round pick. You know what I mean? Like that's that's Jalen Rager. Like you know what I mean? He was hoping Jalen Rager's yeah. not cool. He's got the cool vibe about him, but. That was yeah. such a bad pick, man. DK Metcalf runs the four four two, and he has an eight pack. Oh, yeah, JJ, I think the white side, absolutely. The next guy from Stanford. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> You're right. I think it's just like an ego thing where he's like, "All right, when everyone else zigs, I'm gonna zag," and it mm, just right. doesn't work out. And nope. I've I've read multiple reports that 
it was basically like we're changing our draft strategy or else a lot of us are going to be out of a job. So mm -hmm. I, I feel like last draft was that example of that and they've changed their strategy. So I hope it continues this mm -hmm. year or else they legit might be out of a job. Maybe right. we'll be working over there next year. Who knows? I, oh, man. Listen, <laughs> they could bring us in and we'd be better off. Listen to Absolutely. all the guys that we wanted in the past that they didn't take. We would have been fine. We would have had our own yeah. Pro Bowl team. Yeah, honestly. We would have drafted them three or four more Pro Bowlers. That's a bad cap room. About <laughs> but I don't know. We wouldn't have Jason Kelsey. So, you know, it's give and take, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, as long as we don't have to run the salary cap and can just draft the player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah just go. turn it off like Madden. That's what you got to do. Just turn it <laughs> yeah, off. Yeah. <laughs> That's what the Saints do every year. Just turn it Pretty off. Pretty much, yeah. We'll figure it out down the road. <laughs> I wish I wish I could do what Howie does with the, with the draft with, like, my Netflix. I'd be like, I'll just add years to this. Uh, and so it cost me less now. And then I'm just gonna cancel before we get there. Like I wish I could do that with all my subscriptions. That'd be nice. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, yeah. If they offered that option, just kick it down the road. Yeah, exactly. I'll pay you in 2017, but I'm I'm gonna cancel it before then. That'll yeah, be yeah. My, <laughs> I'll I'll pay double per month. Yeah. In twenty like in, in three years from now. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to cancel. Imagine how he's selling that to a, play, a player's agent. Like, yeah, like, you're gonna make all this money down the road, but right here, we need you to work with us. Yeah. How does that even work? How, yeah, how do they pull that off? That's mind blowing. It's like I there's not years on this contract, but there's years on this contract, but they don't count. But you do get paid, but you, we don't pay. You know, like, I gotta understand. Don't listen yeah. to the media. There's years on there. There's money. Don't, yeah, don't, yeah, don't yeah, worry yeah. about it. And also, when the time comes that we do have to pay you, we're gonna convert it into a bonus, so it doesn't yeah, show up yeah, on yeah, yeah, exactly. It's basically you like get taxed paid. less. Don't worry about <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> you're getting paid under the table cash, so it doesn't get taxed. <laughs> You just got like a garage full of cash. You're just like, all right, you know, here's my address. Just show up and you just hand it out. Yeah, like you, like you mow lawns in the summertime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Don't put it all in one place. You know? Oh, he's freaking terrible, man. He's something else. The stuff that he tries, it's oh, it's God. something else. Well, I appreciate you guys coming on. I think we'll we'll wrap it here. I do really appreciate you guys because it was a definite time of need with Kevin not being able to join us this week. And honestly, I love him to death, but sometimes I don't want to talk about the Cowboys safety. You just need your space. I get it. Don't worry. You just need it your was space. Great to just go all Eagles for an hour yeah, straight. Yeah. It was very refreshing. I'm do glad you, we got to do it. Do you think the Cowboys draft another linebacker this year? What do you think? Um, and then he draft like four last year. Yeah, I was just yeah. saying they took Jabril Cox and then he got hurt, so I don't think they do. And if they lose Demarcus Lawrence, then they're probably gonna go defensive line. But yeah, but, and that's the other thing. So on our Twitter account, it's like half Eagles, half Cowboys. So mm -hmm. I have like the Cowboys mock drafts memorized in my brain <laughs> from those guys, and they're great. Like we met a lot of great Cowboys media people, but oh my god, I'm isn't the mock drafts kind of like under investigation, felony under investigation. Yeah. Isn't that the acceptance for Cowboys? Yeah, and then just like a guy who's getting selected ninth overall that they have going 24th. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And then CD Lamb somehow. Yeah. Again, bastard. Again. Bro. Yeah. Oh, man, what a pick. We yeah. ended up with Rager. I don't care about Justin Jefferson. We ended up with Rager over CD Lamb because they didn't want to freaking trade with the Falcons. I know. It's crazy. And um, I guess they didn't want to either. They ended up with AJ Terrell, who's turning into a stud. So I guess that worked out for them too, even though he probably would have been there. Yeah, he definitely would have been there. But was like, picked up an extra pick. But oh well. Hopefully this year's a little bit different for us. 
Um, so congratulations to you guys. This is the first time we've talked since you guys had the uh, the merger with Metro. So yeah, I'll let you guys talk that. about that a little bit and explain where everyone can follow you and stuff like that. So we're official official now. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not, that, when people ask me, that's the one thing I say, yeah, we're official official. That's all it is. Take no, time. I mean, it's it's a huge testament to, to Liam's grind. Um, the guy started, you know, the company from nothing. You know, he quit his job, came full time. Um, and I feel like I've never seen anybody work harder than Liam. Like if you said, I would send him a text message on Tuesday and the guy would not respond till Friday because he's putting out six articles a day. He's putting out three articles a night. I mean, three videos a night and it all paid off. Um, and now with Metro, you know, we, we do get more um, publicity um, and yeah, it's, it's working out really, really well so far. I mean, I have no complaints. Mm. Brian's being biased. Brian got published. Brian, Brian's in the newspaper. I did get published on the newspaper. I was not thinking about that right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice, nice. But it's, it's, it's a nice avenue for us. I mean, we, we show up on local Philly newspapers, and you know, it's cool. It's cool. I, I love it. It's pretty cool. I'm not when you lie. got when you got published, did you go out and get the physical handheld copy? I didn't. Actually, one of our editors, I should have. One of our editors um sent it the digital copy. I showed it to my wife. I'm like, look, babe, I'm in a newspaper. She's like, oh my god. <laughs> That's got to be a great feeling, though. That's yeah, awesome. absolutely. Well, congrats Thank to you guys. We appreciate it, man. Yeah, we appreciate you having us on too. I mean, I feel like we don't have as much fun as hopefully you don't. Nobody else hears this. We don't have as much fun as we have with you guys so far. I mean, the first episode where I wasn't a part of, you guys were having the time of your life, and for some reason, mm-hmm. I was the butt of Morgan and Chris's jokes. <laughs> um, second episode, it was I had the time of my life. Um, you know, with you guys as well, and then now it's just it's just a good time all the time. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. I was gonna say every time we just kick and have a great time. Yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> even, even Kevin, the Cowboys fan, like cuts it up with you guys. He's the great. only Cowboys fan I like. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, 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 yeah. There he is. The, I'll give him credit. Like he is a realistic Cowboys fan, mm-hmm. so he he yeah. knows kind of the deal with them, and he's always uh, kind of friendly with Eagles fans. He knows kind of where uh, where the alliances lie right now. So it's 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 a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. All right, before we get out of here, let everybody know where they can find you, where they can follow you, where they can read you now as well, everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for me, I'm on Twitter as Morgan underscore PSM, which is right there. Um, we're on Instagram and Twitter, uh, Flipping the Birds Pod. So right now we're, we're releasing Well, Twitter is draft. Flipping Birds Pod. Flipping it's, Birds Pod. Yeah, somebody um, had Flipping the Birds Pod. Wasn't right. Uh, yeah, see, this is why I got Brian here. Uh, <laughs> Brian. Um, oh, yeah, we're releasing some uh, some draft, um, like some prospect profiles right now. We're, we're going to kick it in full swing in March. So um, if you want you know, access to that, follow our Instagram. Um, we're going to pop those on Twitter, too. So and, and, you know, just to chat, Eagles, we're always we're always uh, kicking about. So that's where you can find uh, me and, and flipping the birds and. And Brian, uh, yeah, you can find me at B Cameron PSN on Twitter. Um, you can find our work at phillysportsnetwork.com, which just got a revamped website today, so it looks freaking phenomenal. Mm. Um, you can also find our work at um, Metro Philly as well. I mean, we have a lot of things up and coming, coming from our, our camp from Sixers, Phillies, Eagles. Um, so a lot of us are grinding pretty hard right now, but it's paying off. Not me, though. Not for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We still get a cut. Don't worry. Yeah. yeah, yeah I was yeah. gonna say that money's gonna come in. Don't worry. Yeah, don't worry about it. It's coming. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I really appreciate it, guys. Thank you again. This was fun, and I'm sure we'll be doing it again. This time we'll uh we'll have Kevin back in the typical round table, us four. We'll kick it again. Sounds like a plan. This time I'll be on time. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> All good. <laughs> 
All right. Appreciate the guys from Flipping the Birds coming on. We've definitely built up a great rapport with them. Always fun to talk Eagles with them as well. Uh, Friends and colleagues at this point, I think after three shows, we can definitely call them that for sure. And appreciate them stepping up in Kevin's absence tonight and kind of helping out with the Eagles content as well. So to wrap the show up, nothing changes here. We're going to do our TikTok. Vince is here with me to knock it out. This one will be special for Eagles fans as well. Tonight we are doing top three destinations for Russell Wilson. Vince, you ready? Yeah, I'll just get, let me get let me get all set real quick. I just want to. Okay. Something. Somebody. Oh my goodness, he's got his Billy eyelash uh, hat on again. I I did see somebody post like her concert experience and she posted like a video today i was like oh yeah that that looks cool i don't know if i missed the super bowl for it but yeah (laughs) it was a pretty easy decision (laughs) if you say so it was that or be homeless so (laughs) all right Let's get into it. Top three destinations for Russell Wilson. I'll go first. At three, I just have the Seahawks. It would be just very Russell Wilson-ish for nothing to change, and we do this again another offseason of it, and then he's back in Seattle for another year. Uh, Number three, I have the Falcons, just because I think it would be funny for future to have to watch Russell Wilson every week. (laughs) Um, I don't know if if Russ would want to do that, but uh, at least the future would be closer to his kid. Oh God! <laughs> I think she has the kid. I don't think. Fu- yeah, but, do you think future takes care of the kid? No, but I'm saying if they had to move to Atlanta, you think? Oh, oh, then they could split the time a little bit better. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Kind of like God. how Garth Brooks does it, where he moved in next to his ex-wife. Yeah, that's yeah. I Garth Brooks and Future. What a combination of people. The connection you just made. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> All right. At two, I have the Eagles. One, they have the resources to get it done. And two, they have the maniac in charge who will stop at nothing to make Russell Wilson an Eagle. So at two, I have the Philadelphia Eagles. Two, I also have the Eagles. I mean, I, who I, we've been trying to do this for how many years now? It feels like 20. Like, it, yeah. It's going to happen at some point. Whether or not we get him on his Tom Brady retirement tour now, uh, you know, we're, he's going to be on the Eagles at one point. Now. He might just do like a one-day contract to retire as an Eagle. Yeah, just like, oh, you didn't get to draft me, but I did promise you in the draft that I'd win you a championship. So here, I'll throw you a bone. Here's one year of me. (laughs) All right. At one, I have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think they have the infrastructure of a Super Bowl team. He can add another ring. Um, Great defense. That's how he got helped get his first ring with the Seahawks. Then obviously, if they re-sign Chris Godwin, they still have quite a few weapons there. So he can kind of fill that role and fill that void that Tom Brady left behind. Everything else kind of stays the same for that team with a better offensive line than in Seattle. Uh, At one, I have the Dolphins. Uh, I just think he would look awesome in that uniform, and I really don't have any other explanation. That is true. Sometimes it's just a uniform thing. Sometimes you just got to say, this guy, it looks like it fits. Yeah, it it just feels like a natural fit, and there's no other explanation. The all-white Dolphins uniforms, yeah. I'm like, yeah, Mm -hmm. that makes sense. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. It's going to look like him at the Pro Bowl. Oh. You know, Pro Bowls always have odd uniforms and players look weird. Yeah. I feel like that's how it's going to look. And he just seems like a Miami guy too, you know. Yeah, like he just yeah. just feels like a Miami guy. Just feels like mm-hmm. it would make sense. Him and Jalen Waddle, oof, that would be that would be something. 
So I like that list. All right. That's our TikTok and that's our show. I appreciate everybody who hung with us with just the one host tonight, but I appreciate Vince holding us down, producing as always, helping with the TikTok and being Billy Eilish's number one fan. And again, thank you to the guys at Flipping the Birds. Check out their podcast as well. We've been on it, so I can officially endorse it because we had a great time and it was a great show. And then uh, thank you to Kevin as well. we'll he'll be back soon, guarantee. And uh, I'm excited for him to get to share his news. So we'll be back next week, same time, same place, and we'll see you then. Chris Hansen here, and I'm going to need you all to take a seat right over there and check out Birds vs. Boys. I think you're completely right here, and I hate it. Idiots. Stop doing dumb things. I got two phones. Upside alert. Upside alert. I might go insane. I think you're already there. There's no hope. Hope is gone. If this was an AFC North podcast, we'd be done in 15 minutes. Bob Hope. I'm going to drink bleach. Beat the team you promised me you were going to be this year. This is the Consciously Hopeful Podcast. I'll be watching.